Hello and welcome to a podcast, The Podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Robbie. And this is the official podcast. Yes, welcome. One and all. Welcome. Uh, This show is brought to you by Anchor FM, as always, but this week's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a... (laughs) Fuck you. Audible is a service that offers thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, and other spoken word content, which you can download and stream from any device for just $14.95 a month. And right now they're offering an exclusive free 30-day membership just for our listeners. If you'd like to check out Audible for free, head over to audible.com slash EP slash free trial question mark source underscore code equal sign capital G capital O one capital g capital b one two one zero nine one four one eight nine zero one capital y ampersand device equal sign lowercase d ampersand d r s underscore r l equal sign one two six two six eight five ampersand d s underscore r l equal sign one two five seven zero two eight ampersand d s underscore r l equal sign one two six zero six five eight ampersand lowercase c v o r s c equal sign ppc dot google dot audio dot hang on dot i lost i lost my place uh just google audible free trial and uh you should be able to just pull it right up yeah huge thanks to audible for sponsoring the inaugural episode of this podcast yes thank you um, hey, did you know that I actually uh, narrated an audiobook for Audible recently? Oh, did you? Which uh, which book was that? I did. Well, uh, I don't want to spoil it. Um, would you like to hear a little excerpt? I would love to. Great. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. While doing this with one hand, the other hand reached up and fondled her nipples through her bra, seeing as her shirt was already open. It was far too tight to contain her supple mounds of breasts. Her tits were practically spilling out of her lacy, non-existent bra. Her nipples becoming erect, she plunged the vibrator into her sopping pussy, activating it also. She pulled it in and out, in and out, in and out. Gathering speed, she used her thumb to flick her snub, making her hips gyrate back and forth. You know what's better than a vibrator? A husky, erotic voice asked only from a few feet away. Hermione jumped. Shit! You scared the crap out of me! Go away so I can finish! Unless you want to watch! All you have to do is ask! Granger, I'm loving the view, but I have something even better in mind. Draco Malfoy walked forward, eyes fixed on her voluptuous, overflowing boobs. What is that? Staring at me tits! Her back still against the bookcase, she fingered his belt, seeing as he was practically shoving up against her now. He whispered something under his breath. Instantly, he stood there in his boxers, and his boxers alone. He grabbed her hips and ground against her sex. At the same time, she grabbed his head and pushed his excited face into her fabulous breasts. Her fingers itched down his chest, groping at his toned muscles, making her way down to his hard, throbbing, fucking cock. If you'd like to hear the entire uh, audiobook, you can head over to audible.com. That was an excerpt from Dirty Erotic Smutty Sex in the Library, a Harry Potter fan fiction, exclusively on Audible. Wow, it's really great that they're including fan fiction now. It is, isn't it? Well, I mean, it was written by J.K. Rowling herself, so... um, in fact, I, I think is that one of was that one of her uh, Twitter threads? <laughs> yeah, I think this book started as a uh, drunken hysterical tweet. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she first uh, started off talking some shit about trans people, and then it kind of devolved from there as she continued to drink. I don't know, Heavily gin and tonics, into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Franzia. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Oh, J.K. Rowling. Lots of trulies in that household, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Can you imagine what it would be like to be the most entitled, spoiled white woman in London? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Except> nine. <laughs> it's called my life. Exactly. Well, here we are. Here we are. The fifth and potentially final 
um, form of our show. We've had more corporate sponsors than a Michael Bay production. We've produced more hours of creative content than Bella Thorne's OnlyFans account. <laughs> it's true. We've been at this a very long time. A very long time. And, you know, we uh, once you conquer one thing, you got to move on to conquer the next. So here we are. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the whole thing. You have to evolve and iterate. Exactly. Nothing can go forever. Exactly. Exactly. We are merely a newly hatched, beautiful butterfly formed from a single chrysalis. Exactly. We are but vessels for the immense wells of creativity which flow within our minds. I thought you were going to say vessels of immense wealth, which we are also. Yes, that is also true. <laughs> Very so, astute observation. Yes, well, we are both welfare queens these days. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> Although Living I, pretty high on the hog. Yeah, I have I have lost my hood rich status when that, you know, six hundred a week bonus dried up, but uh it's all good. You know, just gotta move on to the next thing. <laughs> Getting a job. <laughs> or launching a new podcast. <laughs> it's it's the same thing, Lee Michael. Exactly. That Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know, just when I lost all hope, Audible uh, backed that fucking truck up, up to my driveway and dumped stacks of cash onto it. So here we are. Yeah. I heard a, a crashing sound last night in a breaking window, and I was concerned. But then I went upstairs and realized that it was just Audible. They had thrown gold bricks through my window. <laughs> <laughs> Money bags full of doubloons, in fact. <laughs> it smelled funny. Yeah. Well, get those washed. Well, I don't know. It usually <laughs> does have a very distinct musk, Robbie. <laughs> Just ask Elon. Huh. That's <laughs> not his last name. Solid. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we're doing the damn thing, doing a podcast, and um, since we last spoke... Not texted, actually spoke. Uh, you moved again. Recently, you moved from Portland, from Ch from Chop, right? Yep. Yep. You moved. You moved from from Chaz. Yeah. You moved from here to Chop. Then you relocated <laughs> to Chaz. Now you're back in Omaha. And once you got back to Omaha, the next week you moved to a different part of Omaha. Actually, it's the same part of Omaha, just a different house okay. in the same part of Omaha. <laughs> Was it next door? Uh, basically. Nice. Like three quarters of a mile, maybe? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, same zip code, man. You know, if you want to save on moving expenses, that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, my parents, for many years, have been talking about wanting to downsize. Uh, so naturally... <laughs> what better time than when their 25-year-old son moves back in? <laughs> And uh, their 20-year-old uh, college sophomore will probably have to move back in when they inevitably shut colleges down again in the fall, uh, nice. late fall, early winter. And when my older sister is living back here because she has to have hip surgery. So all three of us are here. Nice. But no, see, they, they've been wanting to downsize for years. Uh, so naturally, they bought a house that was bigger than right. the old one, uh, even before all of this went down. All right. Well, maybe they wanted to downsize in quality. <laughs> Maybe the new house is bigger but more cheaply made. It's true. It's a real piece of shit. <laughs> uh, it's got some some bullshit features such as a fucking massive patio. That's the entire backyard, um, and a pool. Cool. And uh, you know some cool shit like that. Sweet. Does it have indoor plumbing? You know we're working on that. Nice. Well. You'll get there. You'll get you know, there. That, that copper got stolen after the <laughs> housing crisis. <laughs> they had to reclaim the gold pipes, huh? I'm actually pretty certain that um, this house was owned by a high school friend's mom. So oh, they probably nice. lived here off to ask him. I don't know why I thought you were going to say some like bullshit celebrity. <laughs> this house was owned by Warren Buffett. <laughs> nah. Yeah, Michael Keane used to own this house. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, they say that uh, Bruce Dern used to live in the basement. <laughs> Many people are saying he still does. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. He's well, very I mean, he can't, he can't go up the stairs anymore. 
That's true. Yeah, we haven't uh, installed the stair lift yet. So. <laughs> oh shit! You know what I realized this past week? Um, What's that? I was watching uh, highlights of the RNC because if Ooh. I watched the full RNC, I would have passed out five minutes into the RNC. Yeah. Um, until until of course uh, Don. Don Trump Thinking. Jr. came out oh. and screamed at the top of his lungs. Until then, I would have been asleep. But I didn't realize that uh, Donald Trump Jr. sounds like a coked-out Alan Arkin. No, I'm sorry. Not Alan Arkin. Um, Alan Alda? Alda? Alan Alda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, uh, a pretty good description. I mean, I was surprised that he was able to read. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the most shocking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not Eric, but like, right, right, right. He's, he's, uh, he's the smart one of the two. Yes, indeed. And his girlfriend is that her name? The... Yeah, her name is girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. No, what's her name? She spoke too, didn't she? Or are they married? I don't know. <laughs> yes, she's not a mute. If that's what you mean. <laughs> she's also a human not person. Only, not only did she speak. She released her fucking banshee screeching. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. She just howled for yeah. 30 straight minutes. <laughs> oh my One might even God. say wailed. Yeah, she wailed, dude. She fucking came out and wailed. Kimberly, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that, is that her name? Is she the one? Is that the one who didn't realize that she wasn't a first-generation American because her parents were from Puerto Rico and she didn't know that Puerto Rico was part of America. Yes, yes. I don't remember That's her, her name. Right. <laughs> yes, I don't remember her name. I just um, saw. I just saw Gil, the Rita Repulsa memes. Something yes. Gilfoyle. Kimberly Gilfoyle. Yes, there it is. Yes, that's her. Yes, she thought that her parents were dirty immigrants from Puerto Rico because she didn't know that Puerto Ricans are in fact American. That's right. Yeah, I'm surprised she was willing to show her face at the RNC. <laughs> well, they need. They need all the minorities they can get. I'm, they probably did some sort of minority outreach program. <laughs> That's true. In Candace fact, Owens dude, can only do so much. In fact, they they sort of did. There was I didn't I didn't see I didn't read the thing, but I saw these um, articles on the politics subreddit about how I guess some people were some New York City residents that were black were interviewed, not knowing it would be footage for the RNC, and they were sort of duped and what they said was sort of edited to show that they were like in support of Donald Trump when they actually hate him. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's been some, uh, some interesting stuff going down. Like, uh, the Trump campaign released an ad, uh, that was supposed to show migrants storming the border, but it was, uh, migrants storming, uh, a border in Spain and on the border. <laughs> <laughs> they were storming and on the border hey, you <laughs> in gotta, Edmund. Hey, you got to get that free setup, man. <laughs> These anti-maskers are really going crazy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, it's just been an all-around shit show. Um, and but the DNC was not really any better. No, no, it wasn't. Um, but it was more coherent, right? Yeah, I guess. I did the same. I've just have watched highlights. I can't bear to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't give a shit enough to even look into any of the DNC shit. The last thing I need is a, another lecture from an Obama, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you and everyone else. <laughs> we get it. You committed war crimes. Yeah. It's like, okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying a lot of that lately. <laughs> okay, Mom. Okay, Dad. Okay, Bruce Dern, go back to bed. <laughs> I just came down here to fold the laundry. Way back down again. Yeah. I already let you share my bed. <laughs> you know, I just thought uh I just thought of a great idea for a sitcom. Oh really? Yeah. Um a family such as yours moves into a house and you discover that the cast of that seventies show is in the basement because they never leave the basement, so they didn't know that the parents moved. <laughs> I like it. So now Meta. you're just sharing a house with the characters from that 70s show. <laughs> a bunch of caricatures of teenagers from the 70s. Yeah, exactly. But it's present day. <laughs> In fact, the basement is some sort of strange like time loop. Um, so they haven't aged or anything. 
perfect. I like it. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, go back on sort of the topic of the RNC. Uh, I just saw um, an article from the Hill about Donald Trump. So remember last year he got rushed to? Well, I guess it depends what news outlet you read. Um, he either was rushed to or paid a visit just because to um, uh, what was it? Um, Walter Reed, the hospital. Yeah. Um, and there was all this speculation about his health, which, of course, he said, you know, he's the most healthy human being alive and he'll right. live forever. Yep. Um, so recently, um, a book was released from a New York Times correspondent, Michael Schmidt. And he talked about how during that time when Donald Trump was at Walter Reed, uh, Michael Mike Pence, daddy, was being <laughs> prepped to succeed him. Uh, and he was basically on standby in case... Donald Trump was incapacitated or right. whatever else. Well, since that tidbit of information came out, Donald Trump told the entire world this morning that he had a mini stroke by saying that he definitely did not have a mini stroke when nobody ever mentioned the words mini stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so he tweeted, it never ends. Now they're trying to say that your favorite president, me, went to Walter Reed Medical Center having suffered a series of many strokes. Never happened to this candidate. That's fake news. Perhaps they're referring to another candidate from another party. <laughs> now they're talking about you, Donald. And all they said is that you went to the hospital and Mike Pence was on standby. Um, yeah, so. nobody, nobody said anything about the strokes. So You know, my uh <laughs> Nobody my ever grandma. does, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Not these days. <laughs> That's just God's way of knocking on the old door, you know? Yeah. You know, my grandma, who had dementia, had a series of small strokes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Just, you know, food for thought. Yeah. Uh, is this a callback to something <laughs> earlier about your grandmother? Or? Uh, responding to Trump's tweet, Schmidt noted Tuesday, book says nothing about mini strokes. <laughs> Oh the only thing God. that would have been funnier if, his, if he came out and was like, I'm a Christian. I never masturbate. <laughs> I'm a good Christian. That's why I hate blacks and gays. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see Trump not masturbating because it'd be gay or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Depriving yourself of pleasure to own the libs. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, why not? Something, something, the guy who shot himself in the dick. I assume you've, <laughs> you've seen that pop up. Oh, yeah, dude. Blowing off your own cock to own the libs. That's a, <laughs> that's a modern classic. You know, the, the right really has the strangest heroes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look so at Kyle it's, Rittenhouse. As I was going to say, we got Kyle Rittenhouse and the guy who shot his own dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Two keynote speakers at the RNC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Have you heard this bizarre claim that Donald Trump made that a, a plane full of Antifa targeted the RNC? <laughs> no. Yeah, I said a, a, plane load of R, uh, a plane load of Antifa rioters flew into D.C. to cause chaos. chaos and now um, Rand Paul is, <laughs> is calling for a subpoena. To subpoena all flight logs and, like, travel expenses <laughs> from Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Get the thought police on it. What? The thought police, you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, T-H-O-U-G-H-T, not T-H-O-U-G-H-T. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay, so if we... You know, I think our next venture should be into pornography, and, and it'll be the Thought Police. I think we got it's trademarked. By the time this episode comes out, <laughs> I'll have the trademark. I'll have the copyright. I think the Thought Police already exists, man. Did you see the story a couple weeks ago? Uh, there's a guy that um, he screenshots girl uh, women's OnlyFans nudes and sends them to their dads. Never stop that hustle. <laughs> um, man, I mean... Interesting. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Beard on on multiple levels. That's one one way to do it. (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) Take that, women. (laughs) Imagine being that, like... I don't even know if that's insecure. Just outraged. Imagine being that outraged. It has to be, right? Because it has to be rooted in, these women won't fuck me. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. So I'm going to show their nudes to their dad. (laughs) Maybe he'll fuck me. I'll gain his respect as a man, and then he'll have to fuck me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a way you could go about uh, um, trying to find a jack-off, bud, you know. But. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, well, you don't have Craigslist anymore. They got rid of those. Yeah. What a shame. And I'm sure the comments on Pornhub only can get you so far. Yeah. And, you know, just going on, like chat roulette or something just isn't the same no no it's not you know it's too anonymous i think that's the issue (laughs) there's a there's a fine line of anonymity that you want to maintain and i think being completely anonymous sort of ruins the fun you want to be you want to hide behind a fake identity you don't want to be completely anonymous you know what i'm saying a surprising number of dudes like show their face when they're jerking off Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I feel like... Do you? A number... <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, that used to be a thing that, you know, during parties and shit, when we got drunk enough, we'd all hop on Omegle. I feel like I remember seeing some faces to with dicks. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the, yeah. My memory could be a little, <laughs> a little fuzzy. I mean, after... 12 beers and nine nine lines, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as that acid kicks in, you're a little... Yeah. The the world is a little bit different. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. What a world. What a world. Do you yeah, think... You know, go on. I was going to say, do you think... Um, I feel like there's one or there's one of two options that happened with chat roulette. Either they definitely knew it was going to be a bunch of guys whipping out their dicks or that was just a massive oversight. <laughs> Which do you think it is? Oh man. Cuz hadn't mean, hadn't I... like sex things like that already like uh uh, chatterbait, like hadn't like chatterbait and stuff like that already existed. I get, yeah, I don't know how long chatterbait's been around. You would think that it would have been around that same time period. Yeah, because if not, you think that they would have leaned either leaned into that more or like straight up put a stop to it somehow. Oh, shit, I think chatterbait is a publicly traded company. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, hey, they might be sponsoring us next week. You never know. <laughs> let's see. So they started in 2011. So let's see when Chat Roulette started. I think it had to have been somewhat of an oversight. Like, somebody probably realized, yeah, people will probably do this. Uh, right. Two th- 2009. But they were like, yeah, pretty much within a year of each other, just about. So, yeah, okay. more or less the same time. Sure. Um, maybe So maybe that's why something like Chatterbait started. Because they were like, oh, shit, we have all these people jerking off for each other on these other sites. Let's monetize it instead. Yeah, which... <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what if you what if you did it on this website but this time you paid for it wouldn't that be fun no oh okay well <laughs> i guess we'll just uh advertise the shit out of it <laughs> yeah i think it must have been an oversight because i don't think i mean you know pre- presumably if you have an even modicum of an understanding of how the internet works you could guess yes yeah, and people would probably pull their dicks out but it's like right. it, i don't think you could anticipate it being everyone <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, not everyone, Robbie. Uh, yeah, you know most. Um, <laughs> the the less. Uh, I just want to clarify: we never whipped our dicks out on chat roulette. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> I meant when we were together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Man, what a yeah! The internet's a, a fun place. Yeah, my personal favorite was when Madeline and I hopped on after you'd gone to bed <laughs> that one night. Oh yeah, whenever uh, 
the next time I opened my computer, it was logged into the bi cams or the gay cams. Or uh, gay cams, yeah, gay it was cams. gay cams. Yeah, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> got you, good fucker. Pranked ya. <laughs> Just goofing, bro. Yeah, Madeline pulled out her dick though. It was impressive. <laughs> was it bigger than Hermione's? Uh, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> I would uh, hope so. If Hermione's is bigger than JK's really been holding on to a secret. Right. I'm amazed that she hasn't... Well, actually, no, never mind. I was just, I'm amazed that she hasn't like made a main character trans, but actually I can believe that. <laughs> what are you so talking about, mind. dude? Um, Snape was trans, right? <laughs> I think that was just Tumblr. Oh, I see. I wonder if uh, trans... Because there was like a, a, a holiday that they made for it. I wonder if trans Snape... Is uh, holiday is still a thing? I don't know. The shock. Okay, Vice. Of course, this would be Vice. Here's a, an article from 2017 on Vice. Uh, the shockingly hmm. convincing argument <laughs> argument that Severus Snape is transgender. Yeah. Sure. Well, we don't we don't need to go down that whole rabbit hole right now, but. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Instead, I want to talk about our. Uh, I want to talk about Herman Cain's Twitter account. Oh yes, let's dive into that. This is my favorite thing on the internet right now. So Herman Cain died, recent whenever recently, uh, from <laughs> whenever. from coronavirus, which he got to own the libs. Yes, he went to Trump's. Boy, Tulsa do rally. we feel silly. <laughs> he showed us. Um. He went to Trump's Tulsa rally. He didn't wear a mask. No one wore a mask. People were seated, crammed into an auditorium, occupying about a sixth of its capacity, um, which was still like a thousand people, and um, or six thousand people. Sorry, <laughs> don't want to say the wrong number. <laughs> um, and yes, two weeks later, what a coincidence! He comes down with the COVID, and shortly after. He succumbs to the COVID. Um, so Herman Cain's family, since the day he died, like the day he died, they released an official statement on Herman Cain's Twitter. And they just decided just to keep using his Twitter account. And they've been tweeting daily from his account since the day he died. And after it was called out by everyone else on Twitter being like, the man's dead. Why are you still pushing his like insane conspiracy theories about COVID and shit? Yeah. Uh, they changed the name of his account from Herman Cain to at the Herman Cain, the Cain gang. <laughs> and uh, recently, I guess it was a day. Oh, it was yesterday. Um, they tweeted. <laughs> they tweeted about how the how coronavirus is not as deadly as the mainstream media makes it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh Imagine it's like this sounds like something out of like Veep, you know? Yeah. But it's happening in real life. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. Imagine Imagine you die of cancer and your your parents get on your Facebook account and use it to talk about how cancer is not really bad and people kind of overblow the whole thing and it's really not a big deal people shouldn't worry about it <laughs> well, not nearly as many you know cancer is not as deadly as the mainstream media would have you believe <laughs> yeah, it's virtually killed nobody <laughs> except for this person that's fucking hilarious <laughs> eh, God, yeah like i don't know there's no way that it's actually his family it's got to be like the family just is allowing the media team or whatever to know. continue to use it, I would think. I don't know. I think it's his family. I mean, they it's called the Kane Gang and like I don't know. It could it could be just some <laughs> the fact that they call it the Kane Gang. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm sure uh raising way to perpetuate is upset that they didn't get that one. <laughs> raising Kane. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Raising him yeah. from the dead. <laughs> yeah, why did he not write an autobiography and call it Raisin Cane. I don't know. It's a missed opportunity, man. Well, 
Much of his career was a missed opportunity, Robbie. We don't need to discuss it. I mean, yeah, he was an executive at Burger King. <laughs> hey, don't you come after Burger King. Their, their charbroiled scented burgers are delicious. <laughs> Haven't you had the Impossible Whopper? It gives you the exact same type of diarrhea as the regular one. <laughs> That's the genius of it. <laughs> They've really gotten half their the, formula down. <laughs> half the calories, twice the amount of wet farts. <laughs> it's genius. Half the calories, same amount of Epicac syrup. <laughs> it's the best uh, move in the fast food industry since Taco Bell started serving french fries. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, and then nuked half of their menu. Yeah, I'm too upset to get into it. There's Dude. two there's two things I'm not ready to talk about. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's death and also the Taco Bell menu getting fucking exiled. My only my my hope is that this means that they're just like coming up with a bunch of new stuff. No. Which, which you know would be fine, but I'm not optimistic. No, no. Don't don't give me hope, Robbie. <laughs> uh, cuz they straight up said fuck the potatoes. <laughs> And they yeeted everything with potatoes <laughs> off the menu. I fucking hate don't, it. Dude. Don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. <laughs> don't promise me potatoes if you don't have them. <laughs> well, and at least some of the things are still on the menu, just not as um, combos anymore. You know, at least some of the things are on the menu because they haven't removed them from the menu. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> order them. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. it. Um, but yeah, so this thing with Herman Cain. <laughs> um, so recently, a report from the CDC came out that said 94% of COVID deaths had an underlying condition. And apparently, half of America either didn't read the uh, report or just lack reading comprehension skills. Because every fucking conservative, Republican, anti-masker, whatever. I mean, they're all the same group. But uh, yeah. they ran with that as, see, only 6% of the people really died from coronavirus. The other 94% were just made up by the media. That's not what that fucking means. No. <laughs> this is not anything different than what they've been saying since fucking day one of this. That's the whole point of us doing the shelter in place and safer at home thing and the mask wearing yeah, to protect because, the vulnerable, vulnerable populations. Yes. Because certain people have underlying health conditions and they're more susceptible to contracting and dying from the virus because they can't fight it off. This is what they've been saying all along. Now they just have a statistic for the data. You Jesus Christ. Ugh. I mean, can you imagine if this were like, more serious like not that it's not serious but if it were something more like the bubonic plague <laughs> you know what, like God, something that like dude. kill that like will kill you in you know a couple days yeah. the, the same i can guarantee you the same fucking shit would be happening yeah oh yeah dude it's um wow it's it's just unbelievable um just the amount of like i don't know just I don't even know how to how to describe it really. Just the amount of stupidity and ignorance going around in yeah, like I mean, I you know, I really think that this does demonstrate how fucked up our emphasis on individualism is. Yeah. In this country because that's the whole reason this is happening. We have no no collectivism in this country at all. Yeah. Not since World War 2, I guess. Uh there was like 6 months after 9/11. Uh, like six weeks, maybe. Oh, my. that's right. <laughs> but we still say never forget. Uh, that yeah, counts for something. Well, some people do. We still, uh, <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> the Halcyon days, the the weeks following nine eleven, <laughs> when the country could unify behind invading a country that had nothing to do <laughs> with the attacks. Yeah, well, and Rudy Judy, Giuliani was uh, <laughs> Rudy <Judy>. coherent. <laughs> Rudy Judy. <laughs> okay, second grade bully. <laughs> Big booty that's what I'm Rudy Judy. <laughs> Big booty. That's what I'm. That's Big what booty I'm Giuliani. That's what I'm gonna start calling. 
<laughs> we know he got that cake. Did you see that video of him uh, wipe his sweat on a woman at the RNC? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm about to look that up. Oh, my God. Uh, this also shows how divided this nation is because, uh, you know, conservatives will watch that and say, no, he didn't, when he cl- he pretty clearly does, in fact, wipe boy, his sweat all over boy this lady's does arm. Him. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I'm amazed that just uh, he hasn't succumbed to the hole that is clearly rotting in his brain. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, one thing that's hilarious to me about, uh, so Trump had the, when Trump accepted the, when Trump officially accepted the Republican nomination last week or whatever, whenever it was, I love that he decided to hold it outside in the fucking sweltering humidity of (laughs) DC in In late July or late August Yeah, yeah. when he's like the most vain pile of shit ever and uh what we got out of it was hundreds of the most um unflattering pictures ever taken of anybody yeah they've been really good <laughs> i fucking love it dude just because not- you know it's like usually if you're if you're taking screenshots of somebody in the middle of a word it's always going to be unflattering but these are like uniquely amazing yeah yeah exactly just uh and it just perfectly sums everything up. Just Donald Trump, fucking orange paint just dripping off his face, soaked soaked through his suit with sweat, clinging to the podium for life. Like, too tired to even speak clearly, just slurring through every word, mispronouncing words from the teleprompter. Um, also, he said profound. He said he profoundly accepts the nomination. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that uh I don't think you know what that word means, Donnie. Yeah. Dude, so fucking speaking of the list, it uh some shit happened and I briefly thought that I lost it. So, I uh m- my mom was trying to share one of her like notes with me, just it was like a uh, grocery list and I had to turn on cloud saving uh-huh. in order to get access to it. So I d- turned on the cloud saving on my notes and f- 50 something of my notes just disappeared off of my phone and uh, they're just gone I contacted Apple and they they just just don't exist anymore for some reason never got an answer and I panicked because I thought that I lost my band name list but mercifully I did not Hmm. that's good you know you know what you should do next time you're um, just out and about you should just airdrop that list to a stranger <laughs> That's a great idea actually. <laughs> can you just a refresher, can you just can you just read off a couple potential band names that we've come up with over the years? Yes, let's see. Just here. a little refresher cuz uh, uh number orange. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh DS Elliot. <laughs> uh let's see. <laughs> Which is a play on DSLs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Harvey Dangerfield. That's a, a favorite. Um, yeah. I was Joey Fatone. <laughs> uh, let's see. Conservative Parents and New Republicans. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Peak Eddie. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Henny the Wrestler. The Green Day Confrontation. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, that was an. Oh, that's kind of an older one. Oh yeah, Dads Against Godsmack. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, let's see. We've got a couple here. Uh, Antigon <laughs> instead of Antigone, I believe it was oh, the joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shit. Uh, Lord and Flies. <laughs> Uh, Lady Milton, that one was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Baby Jones, I think that might have been one of yours. Doesn't ring a bell, gotta be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see, then of course I have uh, my own personal favorite, uh, Journey is a Band. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh fuck! What a solid list. Yeah, yeah, I yeah that, those are just some of the highlights. There's this thing that has to be like fifty names long. <laughs> oh, don't tell Harry that. There's that one. <laughs> You've got a, a slightly different list than I do, though. Oh as I recall. fuck! Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. There might be a few that are the same. Um. Yeah, I'd like to know what you have, because, yeah, there probably is some crossover, but I, was I believe so... we both have some unique. I wasn't prepared for this. i got to pull up my little my little note-taking app and see if I can find it. Well, I wasn't prepared for it either, but it's just, you know. <clears throat> I know, I know. Um, let's the see. we got. is ticking. I... <laughs> Calm the fuck down, bro. <laughs> let's see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, conservative parents, new Republicans. Oh, the neo-Nazis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Agent Orange without the vowels, so it's just NGT, RNG. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Yep. Uh, St. Vincent Van Morrissey. <laughs> Bishop Monroe. <laughs> Mr. Fister. <laughs> Mr. Foster. <laughs> Spilt milk. <laughs> oh yeah, like the British spelling, right? Yeah. Those those dudes from high school, and my favorite, for no particular reason, Hot Rachel. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Hot is lowercase and Rachel is capitalized. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well. Oh shit. I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Real good shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dad the sponsor. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Good times. Jesus oh, Christ. Fuck. Anyways. What were we talking about? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> Something about <laughs> hashtag Kane Gang. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. The Kane Gang. Dear God. Jeez. Uh, I just cannot fucking wait for the presidential debates. Oh, dude. I mean, assuming... They're going to be unbelievable. You're, you're, first, you're assuming that Joe Biden passes his drug test. <laughs> oh right, that's true. What? What is he? Because he says that they're both going to take them. I mean, surely he's hopped up on some shit. He's got to be on some uppers. He's got to be on both. He has to be on some uppers and downers. <laughs> he, he he must be on, must be. On... <coughs> oh my god. Oh man. What were you so, on about? Oh um. No, I was just saying that, you know, he's he's got to be on uppers and downers because that's like typical old people with health problem shit. You know, right. they like give him something to like lower their blood pressure and then they get tired. So they give him something for being tired and then it's just like a repeating cycle. Yeah. So like I don't I don't know what he's trying to prove. Like to see <laughs> like is he assuming that Biden is like constantly smoking crack or something like I don't even understand what the point of the drug test would be. Yeah, I mean, he he thinks that Biden is on some sort of stimulant that allows him to suddenly speak coherently uh, when he usually does not. Ah, uh, okay. Because uh, if you listen to a lot of what he says, which he made, uh, I don't know if it was at a rally or DNC or what, I just saw a little clip of it, but he was trying to say that uh, COVID had the most casualties of any event in the past hundred years, and... Uh, none of that uh, really came through in what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that on that note, I I do agree with Trump there. Like, there's something weird going on. Unless it's just some day, some days he's there and some days he's not. <laughs> Which, let's hope for entertainment's sake, uh, he's not there during the debates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even if he is there, we're gonna get some random story about a guy named Corn Pop. And how people used to touch his legs when he was in the pool. <laughs> Maybe Corn Pop used to touch Joe Biden's legs in the pool. 
Yeah, that's what I'm know. saying. Did yeah. you did you see? I mean, presumably you saw that whole speech. No, I don't. I I haven't heard of corn pop. Oh, you haven't? Oh God, no. what was it? He was speaking at like a, an event, a rally or something. I can't remember where. And he started telling this story about this guy he used to know called Corn Pop, and then started talking about how he has hairy legs and they'd be in the pool and they'd t- touch his hairy legs, the hair would stick. <laughs> it's like fuck? it's fucking weird. It's like a ten-minute speech, and it's <laughs> fucking insane. Oh my god! I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Please do. <laughs> it's fucking. It's so crazy. Apparently, I've been sleeping on Biden because. You know, I watch a lot of Trump stuff because it's so entertaining. But I didn't realize that Biden was uh, a comedic genius of his own. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was a, a gang leader named Corn Pop. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, yeah. It's nothing like the white street gang that fills each other up in the pool. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're, t- they're supposed to be two separate stories, but... Uh... Right, yeah. I mean, maybe the hairy legs belong to... Some relative or something. I don't know. Some aunt. His daughter. Oof. Oh, wait, no, that's Trump. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's talking about Hunter's hairy legs. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm not hairy anymore. <laughs> Yikes. Who's to say? Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, kind of going back a little ways since we're talking about drugs here. Um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. had to come out and deny that he was high on cocaine at the RNC. <laughs> but he didn't deny that he's ever done or that he currently does cocaine. Of course just, he does. He he's, just said he didn't do it at the RNC. He's a rich dude who likes to party. Of course he does cocaine. Yeah, well, he said his his eyes were bright red and swollen because the lights were uh, oh, yeah. too bright or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Chief. (laughs) Oh, man. What a shit show. Just all of them, dude. And then that fucking one guy. I don't even remember his name. That's how much of an impression he left. (laughs) (laughs) Some black dude that was like a football player or baseball player or something. I don't know. He spoke at the end. He told an anecdote about how one time he offered to take Trump's kids to Disney World and Trump led him. And then when they got there, Donald Trump called him and said, actually, I'm coming too." And then he met them at Disney World. And so these two guys and Donald Trump's children spent the day at Disney World. And one time while he was there, Donald Trump rode the teacup ride with his kids. And that makes him like the greatest father of all time. And um <laughs> like a humanitarian or something. <laughs> uh, and then he ran out of things to say. And so the uh, convention ended five minutes early. And so um, not wanting to, you know, wanted to take full advantage of the time slot. Uh, the network just aired B roll of the white house, like <laughs> helicopter aerial footage sure. um, for the final five minutes of the convention. Good times, real good times. <laughs> I mean, you know, normally you have the uh, the speeches are timed out. Right. It's almost as if he no. was making it up. Yeah, Green Day could learn it to a thing, uh, a thing or two from from the RNC about uh, time management. <laughs> really? Is that so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they would have less temper tantrums than you had to effectively manage their time <laughs> on stage. Yeah, but at least... And also if they played less. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, at least he finally cleared up the rumor that he, in fact, is not fucking Justin Bieber. (laughs) That's true. Hopefully no one's fucking Justin Bieber. Except uh... that Baldwin brother, whoever he's married to. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're, uh, he's, uh, he's a good Christian boy now, so he's, he's, uh, fucking Jesus. Is he? Is he reformed? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like a born-again Christian or something. And it's Kanye West, dude, are you sure? I'm pretty sure Bieber is like a Christian now. He's like a Christian now, huh? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Just says he's a Christian, but I've definitely heard him say things about being Christian and whatever. I don't know. Sure. He hasn't gone full Kanye. Well, hopefully, no one does. 
uh, Kanye West has gotten into a little trouble lately. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he said a couple things. Um, it's, just, it's a really bold strategy to talk about how you were going to abort your daughter. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about beyond rally. that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like in the past 24 hours. Oh, what did he say? Um, okay, so recently he was on Nick Cannon's podcast, since that's all Nick Cannon can do these days. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Noted anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick Cannon. Yes. The opposite of a Yosemite, right? Yes. So Nick Cannon has a podcast, which is incidentally what we're changing the name of this show to. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next week on the latest internet podcast called Nick Cannon has a podcast. And it's just a fucking recap show of Nick Cannon's podcast episodes. I'm about it. Um, no. So apparently in 2019, Kanye West put together his own Sunday service and, uh, he revealed that it cost $50 million to pull off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he spared no expense. $50 million was uh, spread between choir uniforms, flights, operas, and miscellaneous operating expenses. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and apparently, apparently uh, there were a, a number of bombshell takeaways from his uh, podcast appearance. Um Let's see. Where did the article go? There is uh, an article by Entertainment News. Eight Kanye West bombshells that were dropped. On Cannon's class. Yeah, one was about um, being on his knees for Jesus. (laughs) Not like that. Um Something I'm just kind of skimming through one quote. I'm not going to lie to you. I like being cool. I didn't go into an environment to come off as uncool. Talking about being hospitalized in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just various things. I'm not going to read these all, but yeah, um, I'm sure it's fast. Just as fascinating as any Joe Rogan podcast. There is. Let's see. God is talking to him course that's what they all say yeah i'm just glad that he confirmed it right 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 you know people people saying that god talks to them should really be more of a red flag than it is yeah you know but it's kanye so they want to they just want to you know talk around it sure I mean, Kanye West is essentially just a walking red flag, but um... <laughs> yeah, it really is. He's a can of red paint that you can douse the flags in. Yeah. You know, I was thinking recently about um, what's what is the show? There's some there's some new show that just came out on like I think it's on Netflix or Hulu or something. And it's a it's a scripted show about couples during coronavirus. I can't remember what it's called. So no time was wasted in making coronavirus yeah, yeah. the it's backdrop like, of entertainment. It's right? like, yeah, it's like dating during a like, yeah, it's or love it love during COVID love. or something like that. <laughs> love at first ventilator, I don't know. Um <laughs> but uh I was I was thinking about that and like I can't wait 10 years from now, assuming, you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> the second civil war or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, assuming that we're still around in 10 years, uh, I was thinking about all the like coronavirus movies and shit. And I, I realized with some news that happened uh, last weekend, what I'm most excited for is the 12 angry, angry men reboot uh, that will surely be centered around uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse case. <laughs> <laughs> Because, man, man, that's going to be an interesting mess to follow. Oh, God. It's going to be awful. Right? I mean, like, no matter what your opinion of 
the circumstances are, that's going to be like a fucking legal nightmare. Well, yeah, because how do you find an impartial jury? Yes. <laughs> I mean, just real basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, start. let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Finding an impartial jury, yeah. Oh, fuck. And just no matter... You know, it's going to be one of those situations where people on the far right, if he gets convicted, are going to riot. And if he gets off, they're going to riot. <laughs> yeah. Um... Like, it's going to be bad no matter what. Same deal with the, the election in November. Like, no matter what, some very bad things are going to happen. The question will be, <laughs> what will be the cost? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're not... Um... You know, George Floyd was the beginning, and there's been protests and riots since. But, like, it's there's no sign of it slowing down. Because every time... It's like every, every couple of weeks of protesting or rioting, something happens that just, like, makes it worse and makes, <laughs> makes all that become more intense. And, yeah, I think really it's just building towards... The grand finale, <laughs> which will also be uh, our series finale. <laughs> this country's series finale oh, is what Jesus. we're headed towards. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just, like I said, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, um, it's it's just doomed to be a shit show. And, you know, the same, the same people that were, like, praising Kyle Rittenhouse and worshipping him and putting him on a pedestal saying, oh, I wish you killed more people. Well, one little... One little MAGA uh, supporter gets shot, and now they're the complete opposite reaction. Yep. Like, there goes the violent left. <laughs> <laughs> There's Antifa. 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 Queen Antifa. Yep, Queen Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. My favorite Queen Antifa movie is Bringing Down the House. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyways so yeah we're just it's gonna be worse uh whether it's um i guess the election would happen sooner than a trial yeah yeah so i guess we'll see what's left after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see if the the courts are still standing dude it'll be like that fucking courtroom scene in the dark knight rises <laughs> So he gets pushed out onto the ice. Yeah, he'll he'll be tried by a fucking supervillain. Oh my god. I mean, you know, I I really can't see a version of reality where Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't get convicted because the evidence is just so overwhelming. Right. But you know, it's also modern America, so. <laughs> You know, I, I will say privileged white miners typically have a pretty good track record of getting away with stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but this I is hope this is pretty extreme. Yeah, I mean, because this isn't for, like school shooter territory, and they usually end up going to jail for life. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I could I could really see it going either way, and either either way, no matter what happens, the reaction is going to be. Um, pretty severe from people. <laughs> it's going to be pretty extreme. Because, yeah, he either, like you said, gets convicted and the right freaks the fuck out. Um, may, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll get convicted and uh, they'll see him as like a false prophet and they'll revolt against him and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, swear him off or whatever, but... The question is, because initially the police were sort of were sort of you know treating him as one of their boys, but then obviously that they, they immediately reneged on that. So I, I would also be very interesting, <clears throat> very interested to see, you know, if like any police get deposed as part of it or anything, what their uh, reaction will be, because presumably they'll you know just disavow him to protect themselves, as they do. I mean, that's that seems to be like the the rights game plan. I mean, that's, or it seems to be a, a play in their book, you know? 
Yeah. Just disavow, disavow, disavow. Didn't know him. Never met him. Never heard of him. Um, but a lot of interesting things have come out recently about him, which I mean, it's only been a week since this happened, but, um, there was the video of him like beating the shit out of some girl, um, and then getting jumped like right afterwards. Uh, there is the fact that he actually didn't have the gun prior to the protest. He got it from a friend once he got there, I guess. So his mom didn't drive him to another state with a gun and was like, you know, all right, honey, call me when you're done. We'll meet here. <laughs> Pick you back up. Uh, he went to the protest and got it there, I guess, or before. But also, I guess he worked in Kenosha as a lifeguard. Um, and the video of him beating up a girl was just a couple blocks away from where the protests were. So I guess he hung around that neighborhood or whatever, that part of town. So I don't know. There's beating a lot women. of what's that? <laughs> yeah. Just beating women. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a rite of passage for <laughs> any any <potential>. young American male. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, if you want to be a cop, that's part of that's the first test you have to pass. Yeah. Yeah. They bring in an actor and say, "This is your wife." <laughs> and it's like you know, and if you knock her out there on the spot, you're in. It's like in high school when you were in home ec and had to carry the baby around to all your classes. <laughs> they just assign you a woman to uh, pretend to be your wife, and you just have to beat her all the time. <laughs> For six straight it's part, months. It's part of your final at the academy. Yeah, yeah there's, you have to break a certain number of bones. Yeah. How many bruises can you leave that aren't in plain sight? How many times does uh, you, do your neighbors have to call 911? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. I watched a great video today by um, this YouTube channel called The Renegade Cut. That does the Renegade as- Cuck. Yeah, <laughs> Renegade Cuck, dude. Your nickname in high school. <laughs> oh shit! That's when I'm gonna turn that into my fucking gamer tag. Yeah. <laughs> Renegade Cuck, dude. <laughs> On the fucking Halo leaderboards. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually do that. Uh, isn't that too many characters renegade Uh, cuck i don't know we'll find out i'll let you know (laughs) that's fucking hilarious (laughs) renegade cut uh a channel that does video essays usually about movies and how they relate to modern politics and stuff like that anyways um they did a video recently about how sitcoms in the 90s tried to warn us about police brutality and they tried to talk about well, not tried. They talked about police brutality, and it sort of talked about different... Um, well, the differences between white sitcoms and black sitcoms, which during the 90s was like a renaissance of all these great black sitcoms. And it's interesting thinking about it, because in the 90s, yeah, black black people were just kind of there, and like it wasn't drawn attention to, like as far as them being in the movies and having their own shows and stuff. It wasn't like... It's like now if they did that, certain people will call it pandering or something, you know? Right, right. Well, it'll it'll be a part of the – yeah, and sometimes it is. But it would just be a part of – even if it isn't a pandering thing, it would still be a part of the marketing. Right. Sort of unofficially. They wouldn't put it in – they wouldn't be in commercials going, look at all the black people. But it would be sort of very heavily implied and then there would – an executive would say something about diversity and – Right. And in in the 90s, it seems like it wasn't really that. It was just like – Hey, Will Smith's popular. Let's give him his own show. As far as I know, you know. But he talked about the differences in how police were portrayed in white versus um, black starring sitcoms, with the exception of Family Matters, which is interesting because Family Matters uh, became this huge phenomenon in the suburbs and was like the mo- one of the most popular shows among white people. And it the way it portrayed... Well, it didn't really portray black issues. It sort of, um, it seemed like the cast of Family member, fam, uh, family Matters could have just been white and the show would not be any different. Right. So it's kind of interesting how it's like, oh, it's black people that act white. I like this. <laughs> kind of seemed to be the mentality behind <laughs> the success or the sort of subtext of the success. Um, but yeah, it's a good video. I, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, just Renegade Cut. It's his most recent video. I don't remember the title. 
It's like 20 minutes long, but it's it's a good watch. Hell yeah. Got a lot of good stuff on his channel. That sounds dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, Robbie, I think uh, we're nearing the end of our show today. Unless indeed, you have indeed. Anything further you'd like to add? No, I think we've uh, pretty much covered everything I wanted to do, get to. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me, and thank you for listening. Um, if you like the show, you can check us out wherever you just heard us this time next week. Yeah. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to Anchor for hosting this episode. And uh, be sure and join us next week. Um, what are we doing? What do we got on the calendar next week, Robbie? Oh, uh, let me see here. What's on the docket? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We, uh, have an interview with a good friend of the show and head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. Oh, oh, what a surprise. Maybe you can convince him to let you change your gamer tag to Renegade Cuck. Yes. Well, that's going to be number one on my uh, list of talking <laughs> points. <laughs> That's the primary issue, huh? <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't wait to hear him weigh in on um, uh, who's better, Bungie or three forty three. Guess we'll finally get his opinion, huh? Indeed. All right. Well, join us next time. Thank you for listening. Check us out. Give us a follow on Instagram um, at a pod the pod. Um, I don't know. Wherever you just heard us, it'll be available there. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. every Wednesday. New episodes every Wednesday. There we go. There we go. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.